Hola, Jumbo Ecabo. Welcome to the Rich Immigrant Podcast. This podcast was created to be what the next immigrant needs to thrive and what we need as an immigrant community. In this podcast, we talk about attaining financial independence, living full lives in the new countries we call home, and we'll do all that while talking about topics that pertain to the immigrant community all over the world. We'll do that with grace, with truth, with love, and yes, with great background music. So please, dance into every podcast episode with me. I'm Dio Lateru, and I'm your host. Welcome. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. It has been a number of weeks, and I feel like this season has had more breaks than ever in between, and I'm not really a fan of that because I like to do back-to-back-to-back 12 episodes and then take a break and then come back for the next season, but... I feel like life has happened to me a lot in this season and so it hasn't been the season, the, the podcast season hasn't flowed as I would like for it to have flowed if that's, that doesn't seem right but anyway just take it like that but um thank you for hanging with me um I know that in the podcasting world this impacts like your listens and downloads but hey I'm here I'm still pushing I'm not giving up and I I will bounce back so I'm just happy to be healthy. I'm happy to have my voice back and not be coughing and sneezing and just thankful for good health. And, you know, when I think about what a rich life is, good health is such an important part of that. And so money aside, everything aside, I am just thankful for the gift of good health. And so if you've watched my stories, even when I was sick, I, I, you know, Ramit Sethi, um, recently kind of directed a, a show on Netflix called How to Get Rich. And, you know, I did some stories about that and, and people shared their thoughts and lessons from the show. And they were all fantastic lessons and stories. Um, but I wanted to do a podcast episode about this as well, uh, because there's just so many thoughts <laughs> that a reel cannot capture and that I wanted to kind of live on here because I think there are a number of things within the within the within the series that I really like that I do want to talk about and that I have talked about in the past. Um, but with the with the show getting such traction, I think it's a good time to kind of bring back those conversations. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, the show is called How to Get Rich on Netflix by Ramit Sethi. And Ramit is, is, is a pretty big voice in the personal finance space and has been for, for, for quite a bit um, of time. He's an author and now a producer of a Netflix show. Um, and, and, and maybe I just want to just dive into, I'm not going to give away the whole show, but just some themes that really struck out to me and what I liked about it. Um, if you haven't checked it out, highly, highly recommend that you check it out. I think it was really done well, and I'll tell you why. Um, you know, I think the 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 podcast oh sorry the podcast he has a podcast as well where he interviews couples about their money i've also shared that in my stories if you follow me for a while you know that um i like that how he always talks about defining your rich life um and having people write down what a rich life looks like um for them and i like the diversity of the cast like you know they cover different scenarios i feel like for everybody, there is something that will be close to your situation in the series. And that's what I really liked about that. So not just diversity from like a race and, and gender standpoint, um, but from a life situation standpoint, right? So he had, you know, somebody, he had a millionaire, a single divorced mom, a couple in debt with that Amazon habit, 
a couple getting married and saving for a wedding, um, a couple where a woman was making more than a man, which is a spin on the traditional situation where either, you know, the man is the one working, the woman stays at home, and it's just a different dynamic that we are, than we are used to. So I like that he brought that to the forefront. Um, we had a lottery winner, right? So not lottery, but like he won a game show and got a big payout and, you know, kind of how he blew the money and just his relationship with money. Um, a couple trying to get out of debt, immigrants trying to get ahead and also retire their parents. Of course, that was a favorite, made my little immigrant heart happy to see us represented in that way. Um, also covered people kind of getting caught up in, you know, MLM, um, scams for, for MLM schemes, I guess. Um, so I really like the different scenarios and the dynamics. Oh, also, a, a, a not so long ago college graduate that, that bought a house, but maybe bought more house than she bargained for. And, and, and the ongoing cost of the house were frankly beyond her means. And so when you see, you know, when you dig, dig deeper into, into the, you know, the series, right, he talks about one, defining your rich life, like I talked about, um, you know, he, Ramit has always been big on the fact that home ownership is not the only way to build wealth. It is a way, but it's not the only way, and it is not a guaranteed way. And there are many people for which home ownership does not make sense financially. And I think in this country, some people go into, or maybe even globally around the world, people go into home ownership without knowing exactly how to make home ownership work for them. And there are ways to make it work for you. And there are ways that he it can, you know, sink you in a hole. Um, and so I like that he talked about that because it is counterculture. Um, but I also think that, yes, yeah, sometimes home ownership makes sense for people. So I think, again, it's running the numbers, knowing where you are, knowing what works for you and knowing what kind of property. Because, yes, home ownership may be right for you, but you could buy the wrong house for your personal finance, financial situation. Um, I love that he talked about just knowing your numbers and understanding basic personal finance, right? I mean, he's not trying to teach you, you know, there, there, there shows or pages on Instagram that talk about how you can buy a Jeep and write it up and all those things and, you know, like kind exchange when it comes to properties. And those are complex. And then those situations will only apply to maybe 5% of the population. So I have never been one to talk about those things because I just want people to master that once you master the basics, you're set for 90% of your financial life. And then the other complicated stuff, that stuff can come after. But if you haven't mastered the basics, you have no business looking at how to buy a G-Wagon for a business you haven't even started. But anyway, I'm already getting sidetracked because he didn't even get into all that stuff. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know, he also talked about just working on your mindset, your money mindset and, and making sure that your money works for you as opposed to you working for your money. And like I always say, if you have not fixed a foundation, it's like you're building on sand. So I think it's, it's always challenging. Okay, when you react this way to money, when you behave this way around money, why are you that way? And, and why do things come to be the way that they are? And I will always say, if you're just new to the podcast, listen to episode one, where I really get into money mindset. Um, I love that he was giving people room to make their own financial decisions, right? And get there on their own. Even though I'm sure there were times where he wanted to like take some people and just shake them up. <laughs> um, but I like that he was giving them the tools and then letting them use it. And, you know, I think for the, the guy that got caught up in, you know, the the game, you know, the GameStop um, stock or whatever, whatever the stock, you know, schemes that were in on Reddit and all that stuff the last few years, 
you know, the immigrant guy, they were doing all the right things. But then, you know, the wife got caught up in MLM scheme and he got caught up in the, you know, um, you know, the, those hype stocks. And, you know, he had lost a bit of money and he was um, still holding on to that, hoping that things will turn around. I feel like Ramit maybe have, may have wanted to shake them a bit, as well as the single millionaire divorced mom that um, was um, paying quite a bit for financial advisor. And that's something that I, I do want to talk about, because in some cases, having a financial advisor may make sense for you. However, for most of us, we can handle our personal finances without the need for an advisor. But even if you do need to get an advisor, make sure you fully understand, one, what your advisor is doing and how they are paid. I would say if I was getting an advisor today, I would say, okay, if I put in $100,000 with you today, tell me how much you would make over the next 10 years by year, just so that you understand. And if you go ahead, that's fine. Just make sure that you understand the, the fee structure. And these fee structures are in place regardless of whether or not they make you money, even if your money is at a loss, these are still in place. So I would say, you know, make sure you understand the fee structure and that you're okay with that fee structure. And she was okay with paying 1%, even though that's, you know, a, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a decent amount for the size of her portfolio. Um, and, you know, but I think if people have smaller portfolios or just don't fully understand, I think it, they might be sh- shocked or rude awakening when they see what those fees like, especially um, over time. An alternative to a, a financial advisor where you pay a percentage of your assets is also fee-based financial advisors and or planners. And so that way you say, okay, you know, for X service I get for you, you once a year, or is it like a la carte whenever you need it? It's a flat fee and it's done. Um, and so that's just something that he also brought up that I appreciated that. Um, and then just looking to how they produced the show, I really like that they kept it interesting. There were almost two sets of four, right? Of, of families or, or groups of four. And so it wasn't like they stayed and talked about one person or one couple or one family for 15 minutes or 30 minutes. I like that they, you know, mix it up with like, you know, meeting with the people, also Ramit on his own. And he had a few of the ones in the streets. I wasn't really the biggest fan of the streets episodes, but hey, it is what it is altogether. I think they did a fantastic job. And I think that's what makes this one stand out to me. Um, beyond uh, compared to other recent Netflix um, personal finance shows is how they they mix things up and each episode did not get boring. So I really like that. Um, So yeah, I think it was more entertaining than many other money shows I've seen on Netflix because of how they produced it and kind of, you know, would not always stay with one person for so long. Um, Most of all, I love that the converse, I love the conversation that this has sparked, right? So like in my stories, people were like, oh, what show is this? And I'm going to watch it. Or people that had watched it were sharing the lessons. And I'm a pretty small creator. Um, and so I love that it has sparked conversations. And, and, and one thing I love that people said to me was that they saw themselves in these scenarios. And I think that's probably the most powerful thing about this is that it was it is so relatable. You know, like I see myself in the lady that bought a house, right? If I bought a house earlier than I did, you know, I probably may have been, you know, over my head a bit. So even the fact that I bought a house in 2022 at the height of the market. So yes, I got a higher interest house. And thankfully, I ran my numbers. I still don't like my interest rates. I know it's better than it would have been had I waited, but still. Um, you know, I saw myself in the immigrant couple that, you know, want to do well for our families, 
We want to, you know, if our parents are here, retire them, or even if they live in our home countries, want to be able to just support them and have them live, have them, you know, live a comfortable life, you know, um, in their older days because they've sacrificed so much for us. I see myself in that, you know. I'm not married, but if I were to be getting married, I know, you know, looking at a, a budget, looking at combining finances, looking at even just having money conversations, right? But the couple, the gay couple in Chicago, and I love that he brought out, he highlighted the shame that exists around money. And, and sometimes when you hide from the shame, um, the shame follows you, right? And so I just love to see how um, that guy evolved from having so much shame around money um, and, and see the confidence he showed at work and then the, how the shame kind of, you know, how he's covered in shame when it came to talking about money. And I loved seeing how he started to slowly come out of that. Um, but yes, I, I love the conversation that it has sparked. I love that it was relatable. And I love that there are lessons and that people were left to make their money decisions because ultimately, you know, like this platforms, like my platform exists to provide information, give you the tools, give you the opportunity to then dig deeper. But then ultimately, you're still in the driver's seat of your of your life. You're still the CFO of your life, the CFO of your finances, the CFO of your family's finances, and, and you ultimately make the choice. And I hope that these platforms empower you to do so and to do so from a place of understanding of what money is as a tool and how you can use this tool to either... You know, for lack of a better term, to either sink yourself or to, you know, give yourself, you know, steps to to financial freedom. But ultimately, regardless, money is a tool and we get to choose and we are in the driver's seat. And sometimes because of past decisions, we may be feeling like, you know, we are we are more (laughs) like our money is controlling us. But but I hope that this show kind of tells you how you can still come around. I love that the couple that had the debts. You know, and the guy with the Amazon, even though they had a longer path to pay enough debt and a longer path to potentially buying their own home later, there was still a way out and there is still a way out and there will always still be a way out. Um, And I hope that, you know, wherever you are in your finances, you stay the course. And even if you're not in a place for, you know, the lessons on the show, I want to learn so that I don't make the same mistakes if I can avoid it. Yes, please. Inner work always precedes outer results. And so the inner work around our money mindset, inner work around how we react to money, how we spend money, how we show or not show off money um, will always precede the outer results. And so I hope that we all take the time to do the inner work. Um, but I, again, I recommend this show. I think that it's it's a great show. Um, the title, How to Get Rich, you know, I think it's a little clickbaity, but it's it it, it 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 does fit with you know Ramit's overall theme. I mean, you see the book he's written, you know his podcast. Um, it, it it all fits in there, and ultimately, people want to get rich, and and I hope that people um are inspired to 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 look at their finances a little differently after watching the show. And as I was thinking about the show, I'm like, I know I have talked about living your rich life a while back. And so I went back to the podcast episodes and in episode 22, I had a podcast episode on how to live your best rich life. And I went back and listened and honestly, not tooting my own horn, we're talking about the same thing. Ramit and I are talking about the exact same thing. And so if you haven't listened, try check out episode 22 of the Rich Immigrant Podcast, where I talk about just defining what wealth means to me, what success means to me, what growth means to me, what a rich life means to me, and really making sure that it is not based on what somebody told me, 
because so many times our definition of what rich or wealthy is is passed down to us from family members, from society, or from other people, and it's not rooted in things that are true to who we are. And I talked about how my my definition has evolved over time, but I talked about a couple of steps to living your best rich life. And one of them is, you know, first, defining what a rich life is to you. Number two, writing it down, because writing things down make a big difference. Number three, auditing your behaviors. Am I behaving in line with the rich life I want to live? And then number four, right, do things and start to act in line with the rich life that you want to live. And so it's episode 22. I hope you'll check it out. And living and defining your rich life many times is an act of rebellion. And so I hope that you are and that you stay rebellious. Have a wonderful week and I will see you next week. And I'm so happy to be back. Cheers. Happy May. Well, it's like almost the end of May, but anyway, mid-May, but um, glad to be here. Happy spring. Ciao, ciao. Hey there. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Rich Immigrant Podcast. Before you go, I'd like you to know that there will always be room for you at this table. And as I wrap this up, I'd like to ask for your help with a few things to help support and amplify the message of the podcast. First, please subscribe. Click the subscribe button and that way you're notified of new episodes. Second, if you enjoyed this episode, please write and review the podcast. That way you're signaling to Apple that the content here is, you know what? popping and you amplify our message to other potential listeners and last but not least please follow us at instagram at the rich immigrant and as we go out into the world i hope that you're encouraged to show up and live fully in whatever country you've chosen to call home ciao bye odavo see you next time Music